Welcome back to your Sinary Information Nexus. My name is Mario Ortiz, and here with me is my co-host... Joseph Hamilton. And today we have a very special episode. Maybe a little bit more special than the Richard episode, but I guess we'll see as we go on. Uh, We have two very special guests here. First, we have the Director of Operations. We have Ty Valdez here. How are you doing, Ty? I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) And we do have the CEO of Mustang Cybersecurity. We have the one, the pen test only, Jason. How are you doing, Jason? Doing pretty good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, So Jason, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, Mustang Cybersecurity. So Mustang Cybersecurity came about because I moved back to my hometown and I saw a lack of care for security when it came to computers and I saw a good market to go into, so I jumped in. All right. Very nice. Uh, Ty, it's actually your first time on the on the podcast. Yep. Uh, tell everyone a little bit about what you do here at, uh, at Sinary. Oh, man. So I am the director of security operations. So if the sock is the circus, then I am the ringleader. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just make sure that everything's flowing well. We're staying on top of everything. All the clients are taken care of. Um, I'm more directly facing for clients. And yeah, I just I keep the company going with Richard and Donald. They keep us in check. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of people that recognize that voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Jason, I actually, uh, I've heard tale that, that you also were with Cyanary for a little bit. Maybe, maybe the intern Primus, as yes. it were. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Richard and Switch, and then I came on a little time later. Wow. Wow. So we have we've met our ancestry here, uh, Mario. He I is know. the Lord, <laughs> the, man, the, the, the progenitor the himself. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, Jason, if you don't mind, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of kind of where you're from, if if you feel comfortable, or yeah. how you got into the cybersecurity business. Yeah, that's actually an interesting story. Uh, so I was born and raised in Madisonville, Texas, an hour and a half up the road from here. So I was, was going through school in a small town and it was either agriculture or you went to work at either the jail or a fast food restaurant. So I went into the military till I could figure out what I wanted to do. And about six months before I was going to get out of the military, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother started going to TSTC to do the welding program. So I started flipping through their catalog because I'm kind of a family guy. So I see cybersecurity and I just thought to myself, I'm pretty good with computers. They've always interested me. It's something I've never done before. Why don't I just do it? And around the same time, the game Watch Dogs came out. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So I was playing the game and then my mind started turning. How much of this is actually possible? Right. So I picked up my first book. I uh, started reading about spinning up a virtual machine to do um, one, of the, one of the hacking books, The Art of Hacking, that's what it was, mm. and couldn't get the virtual machine running, but I stayed true to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went through my TSTC courses and eventually got a job doing full stack web development because I needed a job quick, fast, and in a hurry because I had a family to support. Mm-hmm. But then I started my pen testing career directly after that. It's been amazing. Wow. So if you don't mind me asking, 
Uh, where were you situated uh, in the Army, in the military? Uh, I was in United States Marine Corps. My job title was Electro Optical Ordnance Repair. So I was trained in soldering, uh, electrical components, and I would take apart night vision and thermal sites along with work on the mechanical sites for artillery. So if it helped around get somewhere, around being a bullet, a missile, anything, I worked on it. Wow. Excellent. So, um, I mean, I I just have to ask then, have you ever built anything for like the pen testing side of things uh, as far as like mechanically? I am currently working on that. Yeah. Actually, uh, I'll be, <laughs> I have one project where I'm building my own drone, which will have uh, multiple Wi-Fi antennas where I can fly it over, do a quick packet capture and de-off and then fly back home. It's going to be great. Nice. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, just tell me and I'll rip all my wires out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's just go ahead and start getting into the um, the meat uh, of it all uh, as far as pen testing goes. Um, this is something I know we've talked about a lot I- internally here, and that is what truly defines the difference between like a pen test versus... Um, a security assessment or an audit um, because a lot of times people tend to get confused between the two um, so where are you at on that okay so where I sit is that a pen test in contrast to a red team would be a penetration test tries to find all vulnerabilities across an entire threat landscape while a red team they'll find one exploit and go for the domain controller straight to the jugular mm-hmm. And then your audits are less intrusive and more policy oriented and don't really have a whole lot of technical when it comes to how things actually work. Mm -hmm. And then a vulnerability assessment, you like plug in a scanner. This could be a a threat right here. We don't know. Right, Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) Yeah. Ty, uh, any anything to add on that one agree or disagree oh no that's that's pretty much the summary of it um we have the way we conduct our security assessments here is basically like jason said we we go in uh we'll run your vulnerability scan we'll look at your environment and we try to do an overarching look versus when you're red teaming you just go straight for the kill and you don't actually produce anything productive for the client because the client's going to think oh i just have this problem i just need to fix this problem it's like no you actually have an overarching problem over here Right. So. I still feel like we do a pretty good job of not just putting a, a scanner on their yeah, network no, and just. Yeah, it's not just that. Because, uh, I mean, we've. Uh, Richard said it, what, it was like over 70% of, of the time we end up with domain admin before it's all said and done. Yeah. And now working here, it's scary how true that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we unapologetically keep people up at night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's how you keep the money flowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, in your experience, what would you say has have been one of the more effective OSINT tools that you've used or tools that you recommend? So there's a great repo on GitHub, um, the OSINT framework, and I actually cloned a copy of it to my local server at my house, and I just use that expanded tree view to go through absolutely everything I possibly can in conjunction with the Google hacking database. I mean, come on, what can be more efficient than that? So speaking on that now, what are your favorite vectors 
to kind of poke at when you're doing your pen testing? I absolutely loathe web applications. I'm just going <laughs> to get that out there. Yep. Uh, especially when it comes to SQL injection because mm -hmm. it's just a, a nightmare. I'm more uh, inclined to do a binary analysis and reverse engineering and find that buffer overflow or that ROP exploit. That's where my bread and butter is because I can, I can do that no problem. Actually, when I was doing uh, OSCP assessments, everybody would say how hard the, the exploit was to write. I would get it done within 10 minutes every time. So you're actually like uh, exploiting the the applications and getting like RCEs uh, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, that's that's interesting. I I'll be honest with you. Most of the time, whenever we end up talking with uh, with people about like pen testing and and uh, red teaming at all, everyone just goes social engineering. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that's, that's <one> <laughs> no, I really feel like the magic is when you exploit a binary. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I, I mean, love that. That's a good answer. <laughs> I actually uh, wrote an article for Pentest Magazine that was all about uh, reverse engineering and talked about how developers up till now have not been taught security practices. So everything out there that is written in C actually has the system library in it, and you can always point back to it in order to get a shell of some sort. Fun. Oh, it's a feature, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've been talking a lot about features over the last week with... Uh, Curse you, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that, that leads me uh, kind of into the next thing of, uh, so you've exploited them, you're, you're on their network. Have you ever been there and doing things and then found indicators or even active like uh, um, uh, connections of other people that are in there with you? You ever found someone stinky in their networks? I, I did have a bit of a scare one time, It was, but it happened to be the network administrator was on the box at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I messaged him through the terminal and I said, who are you? Oh. <laughs> and he's like, be, who are you? Yeah, I was going to say, that was infinitely scarier for yeah. him than it was for you. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, we had uh, one client one time where we w they got an alert from us because we were remoting into their domain controller, oh. and uh, and we're like, don't worry about it. That's, That's us. us. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it was a challenge. They, they did challenge go. us. <laughs> don't don't challenge your cybersecurity companies or do. I mean, <laughs> just prepare it's for the consequences. <laughs> With with all of that being said, what do you find are the limitations of pen testing? Is there ever a point in time where you'd just be like, no, pen testing's not, not, not going to help you. There's nothing I can do for you. I wouldn't say that it. there's a point where it's not going to help you unless you are opposed to the remediation that's given to you. Mm -hmm. Like a client that I had, I found a Windows 2008 server and I said this needs to be updated and they were like, "Eh, that's too much money." Yeah, that, that seems, sounds yeah, yeah, that sounds normal. On par. Yeah. That's on par. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I guess that's why that's why we're here, right? We we definitely give that that pushback for the tech directors who are mm -hmm. pleading like mm -hmm. please, I want to keep my job and my info yeah mm -hmm. and I tend to highlight in the report all by itself when there's something critical like that where right. the right person if they're reading the report will see it 
That's why I always go back and forth on like buzzwords um, because I sometimes I feel like getting people scared for no reason is just mean. But also, I feel like sometimes they don't listen. Exactly. <laughs> really good for initiating action. Yeah. So you're stuck in between getting their attention and then scaring them. Mm-hmm. Right. You had ransomware a couple times in that page. Oh, they'll listen. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Have you ever not had to use a vulnerability or a port scanner to get information for one? Oh yeah, uh, so I was doing a web application test one time <laughs> no. and embedded in their JavaScript, they had a URL string that was prepended with the credentials for another machine. Oh yeah, then yeah, no, no <laughs> nothing else to do no. there. Yeah, they default left the creds key. is a favorite for me. Oh, man. <laughs> they left the key next to the lock is what it sounds like. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I know another interesting one that we had was uh, we were doing a, a pen test for someone and we found like they had some kind of test mail server, but I was able to send an email f- uh, from the network security guy to the network security guy. And uh, when we talked about or talked to them later about it, he was like, yeah, that, that was a little weird. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was strange, but I did it anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. I was like, hmm, I'm emailing myself. Why? <laughs> That's perfect. Um, so if you were trying to recruit more people for like a red team or or, uh, uh, or a pen test, either one, um, what would be some of the major skills you're looking for for that? So if I'm building out a team, I want a divi- diversity of the skills. So I'm going to look for someone who's really focused on web applications and a person who's really focused on networking and Active Directory. And I'm going to have a specialization in all those areas and then a second person for all that so they can have two eyes on each thing. So for for someone trying to get into that field, uh, you recommend finding something that they're good at and specializing? If you're trying to break into the field, uh, just cold turkey, never been in a position before, I would say focus on what the industry is buzzed about right Mm. now, which would be your cloud deployments and web applications. But on the side, also focus on like your binary exploitation, uh, your network assessments, all the other stuff as well, because that'll make it where you fit into more groups. Makes sense. All right, so kind of like jack of all trades, but you actually are a master of one. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> you have to achieve the impossible, basically. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, going a little bit more on that, uh, ideally, how big would you want a team? That would really just depend how big my target is, really, and mm. the the time frame that we have to do it. So, I have been the sole tester for six slash 24s with given a, a week and a half, two weeks to complete. So, I would not wish that on anybody. <laughs> a, little, a little time crunchy. Yeah. yeah. Just a wee bit. Yeah. But uh, it really all just depends on the target. Like, if I was going after Microsoft, I'd want like a couple hundred people on my team. <laughs> <laughs> but if yeah. I'm going after. Uh, I don't know, just a local bank or mm. maybe a school, maybe five, just to have all those bases covered. It's kind of a scary sentence. If I wanted to go for a local bank, you just get a couple guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be easy. Internet heist. Yep. Uh, and if all of our bank accounts jump in the next week, that's not related. Not at, at all. all. 
uh, has right. nothing to do with this conversation. You Tax might be, return. You might be <laughs> overshooting on the Microsoft bit. You might just need to find the one vulnerable exchange server and just have at it. I <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> or a uncredentialed, unauthorized uh, Azure blob, yeah. uh, as it was, uh, what was it, last week? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh -huh. Also a feature, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not an exploit. It's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, so... Uh, what and and this is going to be posed to uh, to both Ty and Jason. Um, what is the craziest pen test you've ever had to do, um, either in terms of uh, like the experience itself um, or uh, like what went wrong? I'm gonna let you go first on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when I started interning with uh, Sinary, we had a pretty big pen test that we did. Um, and <laughs> I had to kind of leave in the middle of it, but I came back later in the afternoon and uh, Donald had gained access to one of the uh, higher, higher man on the totem poles desktop. And we managed to, well, Donald managed to socially engineer the lady to leave one of the doors unlocked to the main office that oh. happened to be connected to the room we were staying in. <laughs> oh. um, so later on, after everybody had left, uh, we got into the main offices, got into uh, the director's office, and I found his key card sitting on his desk, and wow. we ended up that was like the keys to the castle. Yeah. We got into the network closet and it was, you know, Donald had a field day from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the one where, uh, <laughs> sorry, Donald, uh, the, the, <laughs> the cardboard cutout, um, scared the crap out of him because he thought it was a person coming to get us, like coming towards us. And I'm like, dude, go. I'm like shoving Donald down the hallway. I'm like, this is what's going to get us caught. Move. <laughs> so. Who is the cardboard cutout of? Dwayne, The Rock, John, no, who was No, it? that would have been big, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Chip and Joanna. Oh, no. no. <laughs> the scariest thing to see. <laughs> so, and on one hand, I don't blame him. On the other, I would have went running at Chip and Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> Just bulldoze through them. Get out of the way. That was both, both, like, instincts right there. Donald was flight. And Ty was fight. <laughs> That's usually how it works out. <laughs> and, and then they just spin around each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Tornado yeah. Alley. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, there we go. Yep. But yeah, we got into the network closet and it was, it was fun from there. <laughs> All right, Jason, what you got? Okay, so my, I think my favorite assessment where something went absolutely right is actually when I was working with Richard. And we were doing an, an on-prem pen test and I was walking through the halls with my little fake badge and whatnot and I was just seeing what was in each room and I noticed a closet but I didn't think much of it but I walked past it and I saw a little blinking amber light and I was like no <laughs> tell me right in this off hallway here that there's something important in here so I go to try the door because there's no lights on and it opens and I walk inside and there's just switches and routers everywhere. And I'm like, I hit the mother load. I don't even need to do anything else. <laughs> so we ended up implanting a, a device that would remote home to the office. And Richard was able to traverse between all the networks, the admin network, everything. Wow. So so it was, it was a flat network in an unlocked 
janitor's closet basically it wasn't even a flat network we had just implanted in the pivot point oh oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's even better oh yeah (laughs) yeah the place where everything met is where i had access to it was awesome wow talk about stars aligning right Mm -hmm. (laughs) kid meet candy store (laughs) now for the story where everything went wrong it was not me (laughs) (laughs) the story where everything went wrong is my first pen testing job after i was a full stack web developer and we got a new person on our team that nobody on the team had met yet it was uh the big wigs interviewed him hired him and it was our first test together well he gains access to an active directory something or other and he just finger blasts the whole thing with brute force and this fortune 500 company that we were doing a pen test for calls us up and they say hey the entire company is locked out of the network oops Uh, (laughs) yeah that takes ddos to another level (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh no from austin to florida everybody was locked out wow that's huge is he still there? <laughs> I never saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> the permanent funny, vacation. Funny mm-hmm. how that works out. <laughs> what, what, what is our, our go to? Promoted to client? Uh, yes. <laughs> Promoted to I customer. Like yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to kind of segue here. Um, we, we have a tendency so far on this podcast um, to talk uh, a bit about like the actual technical aspect. Um, but we always end up waning a little philosophical, uh, especially towards the end. Um, so um, we're we're, we're going to look a little bit at, at ethics here. Oh man! Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Um, so, and this is for the table. Uh, we'll, we'll have everyone get in on this one. Um, in the end, is it okay to be exploiting a business for money? Depends on the business. that is the right answer that is and we found the gray hat in the (laughs) i might be a little morally gray yeah but yeah it absolutely depends on the business and what what i find (laughs) i mean it really just depends because you left that question very open-ended and that's what every cybersecurity company does yeah i mean (laughs) to some degree or another we're all exploiting uh uh (laughs) <laughs> the systems in order to to gain yeah. some monetary value yeah an interesting way to look at it is every person that you come in contact with you each are using social engineering mm-hmm. in every time you speak to each other mm-hmm. you're thinking about the other person's feelings and you're going to either say it this way or that way we try to elicit certain responses out of every single no. person we, we meet yeah I mean, technically it's just human nature yeah people are just biocomputers yeah npcs <laughs> <laughs> so so then i guess that would lead us to the next part which is um where is that line where where is the line where your exploiting of a network is no longer ethical i'm not going to say legal yeah. I don't. I don't care so much about the legal part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when when are you exploiting someone, and it should be seen as uh, problematic? So I refer back to this one case that was on the the internet, and there was some 
immoral activities going on bef- between uh, a group of guys and this girl at a college, right? And this hacker who was on the sidelines end up hacking them and releasing all the evidence to the police. And he got like 15, 20 years in jail while the offenders got two to five. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so that legal and ethics kind of gets blurred when you try to put them together. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. And this this is something like, especially for things like um, uh, bug bounties and, uh, you know, we've encountered it a few times so far that I've been here, actually, mm-hmm. to where we found something with a third-party vendor oh, and... Uh, and th- they were problematic, to say the least. In, mm-hmm. in some cases, it actually forced us to, to say maybe we're not going to go that direction. Um, but as of yet, we've not tried to be like, okay, so we found this. We're not going to tell you what it is. You pay us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't know. Like, I, I feel to some degree we should have gotten paid for, for our effort and having found it. Mm-hmm. And there were some times where we didn't get anything for it. <laughs> so th- this is my favorite thing to talk about, right? So, Jason, what is the difference between bug bounties and ransomware? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the person involved. <laughs> right. So uh, I would draw it out like this. You take your car to the car dealership and you're like, hey, I need my oil changed and Maybe a front end alignment. Don't do this to me. I'm getting my oil changed tomorrow. <laughs> my alternator <laughs> shot. <laughs> but yeah, you go in the next day and they're like, okay, we did everything you asked, but your transmission was kind of going out. So we completely replaced it. You had three pistons that were about to go out. So we replaced that and you needed all these things. So we went on ahead and do it anyway. Now pay us like eight grand mm. for an oil change. I need to pay you eight, eight grand. grand. You'll right. be in contact with my lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Right. So maybe they don't have the funding for a bug bounty and Mm -hmm. therefore they didn't ask for it. So you shouldn't give it to them or yeah, it gets kind of problematic. Yeah. As for us doing bug bounties (laughs) and not getting paid for it. Here's the thing with that. We are a company. <laughs> we find the exploit. We tell them about it, and hopefully they become a client. We get more money that way. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So, this is very true. Oh, good luck yeah. with your car tomorrow, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I even got that in my head. <laughs> Be like, I only want an oil change. Do not touch the rest of the vehicle. <laughs> right. I'm missing all my pistons. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'll just come with you. Oh. But, well, so, so that kind of... They, they work hand in hand, if you think about it, right? So mm-hmm. let's say you do find these bugs, these exploits. Uh, I guess this goes back to ethics, right? W- what if you feel that you should be paid and then you sell it to somebody else? Oh, once you've sold it to someone yeah. else, you're a black hat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Game over. The other side of it is, you know, as a company, we also have a mission, right? Mm-hmm. So to do something like that goes completely against our, our mission. You know, we want, we exist to help others. We serve and defend those who serve and defend others, right? So um, that would just be completely counterintuitive for us. Money, yeah. especially, well, I mean, especially yeah. if you don't know the person. We all go through like background checks. We go through all this craziness to get the classification or the access to sensitive material and then you hand 
the key to a nuclear bomb to somebody basically about their network right and you barely know them i think um what what it seems to all boil down to me and this is true for pretty much our the entirety of um cybersecurity is intent mm-hmm. um which 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 is why i don't really like looking at the legality of it because intent is very hard to prove yeah. legally um, but we all know our own intent personally. Um, and so that's where ethically I think we can answer a lot of those questions. You know, oh, are you doing it for the right reason? Is it in your heart that you're that you're actually trying to get to a truth that you can then help, help maybe protect more people with? Um, and then the money is more about, okay, but I do need to like eat mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or is it more about the money and less about the protection aspect? Um, which is something that only you in the end are going to be able to answer because there's plenty of ways of obfuscating our own intent (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, and and again for us i know we keep memeing that it's about the money but honestly there's some entities out there that just need protection and they can't afford it so it's like well realistically what can we do to help them without you know taking too much of a loss on our side like we're we're pretty flexible when it comes to that kind of stuff so because again the the mission stands and we do want to help but yeah we also like to eat yeah. <laughs> eating's Please good su- support your local cybersecurity analyst yeah <laughs> oh that's that's weird i got a i know there's there's a sentence here at the bottom of my of my sheet jason got caught in a red team with richard he got sent to hr how did that go Uh-oh. oh <laughs> <laughs> Dang. So, so that client i was talking about <laughs> Where I found the the networking closet that was an actual closet. Uh, so we tried to make legit looking badges, but they weren't quite right. Uh, so I was just bebopping, walking around, seeing what I could find, and someone stopped me and actually took me to the HR office. And they were like, "Who are you? What are you doing here?" And I was like, "I'm with Richard. I swear, you know, he's in the room over there." You just completely throw them under the bus. I don't blame you. That tends to be the first thing everyone goes to. Because if you remember, during you you weren't here just yet, Joseph, but during my round of uh, internship, they they took us through a uh, a walkthrough of what a pen test may look like here uh, at one of the local uh, entities here. And we ended up getting lost. I, I don't know how it happened, but we ended up getting lost. And it was just a group of a group of interns just looking at things y'all were left completely unsupervised in the hallways is what i'm hearing yes Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it was like we we crossed the hallway looked back and was like where did richard go (laughs) and so we we just started walking just around the entire building just walking (laughs) we had like the clipboards and everything and then uh y'all didn't set up like a safe meeting place and in case y'all got lost that was after that incident. <laughs> so so the the clown analogy uh, the circus analogy earlier was very apt uh, <laughs> yes ty has saved us so many times <laughs> you're welcome and and so it in that exact same thing happened it boiled down to to me and team lead hunter just walking through Hunter's trying doors and he opens a door and he walks in a big old door that's his finances opens the door and, oh my goodness and he, he walks in and there's a guy there oh no and then he goes who are you and he goes I'm just looking for Richard <laughs> 
<laughs> because you're in that moment and you you already set, see red and blue lights and uh-huh. you're, like, you're like no please <laughs> my cybersecurity time has just begun please don't take me to jail mm-hmm. i swore whenever you came and talked at mcc uh, mm-hmm. along with richard i swore that y'all told a story about the cops almost getting called on y'all or maybe the cops were involved <sighs> oh no I know because it was something that y'all were y'all were talking about how important it was to make sure that everyone knows what's going on, uh-huh. and somehow the cops weren't informed. Oh, oh. W- was it that thing where um, you guys are doing a pen test, but you guys couldn't touch the PD? Right. Well, that's just about every pen test we do. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh. I'm trying to remember. That was also coincidentally the last pen test I've been on. <laughs> hmm. I know we've had people were like they wanted us to do there was one that where they wanted us to do a pen test but there was some political stuff surrounding it and they didn't want the police department to know that they were being tested Mm. and so we backpedaled immediately we're like nah (laughs) i'm not going to jail for you (laughs) gotcha i think i think that might have been it and i'm also conflating it with uh i think richard likes to tell the story about the two guys that uh tried to pin test a courthouse oh yeah that's the one where the cops got called and yeah they tried to say you know hey no we were we were hired and the guy's like well i don't know the sheriff was like i don't know anything about that so you're under arrest and yep they went to jail and i don't think they were able to even keep working after that actually their uh the company actually paid to have them flown back to, I, th- I think it was Florida, where mm-hmm. they were operating out of, and that was in Idaho? Yeah, mm. something like that. Yeah, it was in Idaho. Clear across the country, but the company paid for everything, paid for lawyers, paid for absolutely everything. Oh, good. And they do have a felony arrest on their record mm-hmm. that they have to eventually get expunged. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. And yeah. I actually had an interview with one of those guys when I was changing in between jobs. So oh, very was, cool. Yeah, I was fangirling it hard. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're actually a hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're yeah. a legend. I could barely focus on the interview because I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> they That's were wonderful. the Legend 27. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I have another thing here uh, <laughs> on the sheet, the, the grand sheet of Richard. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is a Richard roasting session. So <laughs> somewhere down the grapevine, uh, I hear that. What's your stance on testing third parties? Answer this carefully. <laughs> 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 so if it exists on the client that I'm testing's network, I cannot differentiate between uh IP addresses, what belongs to who. Mm -hmm. So if I get root access to a time clock (coughs) (laughs) and I get uh, access to the Wi-Fi interface and I'm able to enumerate surrounding businesses, Mm. you deserve to be tested and you were within scope. So I'm safe and the client's network that you were on has been notified and you probably need to talk to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's fair. We love rules of engagement. That's right. <laughs> Especially if it wasn't credentialed access either. It was just wide open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. They, we love that. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that's kind of what it is. If it's, I feel like if it's in the course of what would be expected, like you said, within the scope, mm-hmm. it, it would almost be worse not to tell them. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, then you come between the whole gray area of did they really own that equipment or does that equipment still belong to the third party? Mm. Yeah. So you got a lot of legal gray area that over something that didn't really affect anything, nobody's going to throw a lawyer at it. Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's no financial gain there. So how exactly did you meet Rich? Uh, let me start again. <laughs> How exactly did you meet Richard? And have you gotten therapy for it yet? <laughs> oh, no. So, me and Richard were talking about this earlier, actually. So, I was going to TSTC here. And I had just made a friend who was really deep into the dark side of hacking at one point, And had gotten arrested and had... Uh, something on his record for carding. So he had interviewed with Richard. Richard saw that and he was like, "Ah, sorry, dude. Right now, I can't do anything about this. So my friend saw how well I was diving into everything and he said, hey, man, you should go talk to this guy. So I called Richard up. Richard was like, okay, let's have a one-on-one. And we met at the top of McLean Stadium and he grilled me pretty hard <laughs> at the time at the time my hair was actually dyed black and i had a, a blue streak running down in the front and yeah all sorts of craziness but i had it slicked back to look all business-like so yeah. why does this sound like a batman and robin episode because it is <laughs> <laughs> how does richard manage to always bring batman into this <laughs> I mean, I know it sits over my shoulder. I was about to say, what are you talking about? His <laughs> alias is Mr. Wayne. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of salty. We didn't get called to McLean Stadium. I know, right? <laughs> Man. I wanted to meet in a dark alley somewhere. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, where's my, where's my hero origin? Donald's going through his villain's origin story right now. Why can't the rest of us, you know, sidekick at least. It's not our anime. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, see, um, I know earlier in the sock we were talking about how I uh, socially engineered Richard to get my hoodie because he was very adamant in the beginning that you earned your hoodie, right? And uh, yeah, he gave me the, the catalog and I just kind of like, this is the one I want. And he didn't look at which one I wanted, so he just ordered it. Um, that actually, I when I was at TSTC, one of the interns at the time, his name was Chris, he was interning at Sinary, and I really liked his hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) So you stole it. I was not below just doing an internship for a really cool jacket at the time. (laughs) 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 And now I'm the director. (laughs) Man, that hoodie came with a little bit of baggage, didn't it? (laughs) I accomplished my objective regardless. Mm Now I have two cool hoodies. <laughs> Rules of engagement. <laughs> um, I do have one more thing. Okay, go for thing. it. Go for it. Uh, so, Jason, uh, and as well as you, Ty, Uh-oh. just in case you've ever had any crazy, crazy things you've done. So have you ever traveled anywhere to do these ty- uh, types of tests? I know for like red teaming, you just try to go for the jugular, right? Whether it be wearing that IT hat and clipboard. Have you ever traveled anywhere? Is it uh, uh, mainly remote? So these days it's mainly remote. Uh, When I was working for my first legit full-time penetration testing deal, right when COVID was hitting, we were about to take off to 
uh, test a smart prison in Dubai, a diamond mine uh, in South Africa. Like we were fixing to start going abroad, wow. and then COVID hit, and all that opportunity was lost. It was going to be amazing. A smart prison. A smart prison, like uh, all the prisons had, or all the prisoners had RFID stuff, and it would allow mm. them access to different areas based on who they were, and it, it was going to be some crazy stuff. So one wow. good power outage would probably screw up everything. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> or one good exploit, and you open all the jail cells like on Mr. Robot. Yeah, it's wow. going to be amazing. They live better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ty? What's what's the farthest you've ever had traveled or oh, I think just good travel stories? I think just to the other side of Texas or where Lubbock is. So I haven't gone anywhere That's nearly good. as exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Sinai <coughs> Pentest in Hawaii. Hey, I, I believe go. it. That'd be cool. It's gonna there we go. <laughs> We're going to get to those diamond mines. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for uh, joining us today and, uh, and for meeting our wonderful guest, uh, Jason Phillips, uh, with... Uh, Mustang Cybersecurity, and uh, Ty Valdis, uh, who is our uh, Director of uh, Security Operations. Um, it was uh, great having you all uh, here today, and um, we will see our uh, audience uh, in the next month is whenever we kind of hope to be able to put these out is once a month. We're trying our best, I absolutely promise. Um, we were, we're going to uh, include links in the, in the description um, uh, for both uh, Mustang Cybersecurity and for all the places you can find Cyanary. Uh, information. Uh, so once again, this is your Cyanary Information Nexus. And signing off. I don't know if I was going to say anything. Do, 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 do. I just didn't. And now for a discussion about lunch. I keep typing in fire. And instead of going to fireside, I go to firehouse. That is not good. Priorities. <laughs> fire. Fireside. Subs. Oh, for the. Okay. I was thinking of firehouse subs. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Lines are getting crossed. Why are we? We just ate, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> some of us. Some of us just ate. You had a pizza. I saw it. <laughs> rolled <laughs> I, I still can't believe it's my own fault we were memeing about pizza the whole pineapple thing when i was like that's it the podcast is done and then they were like oh go ahead and put your orders in i sent a screenshot of pizza and she thought it was a joke yeah <laughs> so i got rolled well that's what you get for getting pineapple on your pizza shame on you man i feel like todd help me out here i i, I eat pineapple pizza it's not too terrible. The now, director has spoken. If you're putting it on like a pepperoni pizza, I might judge you a little bit. But I lived in Hawaii long enough for it to actually feel natural to me, but I will not eat it. <laughs> <laughs> the sock is divided. No, born, born and raised Texas. Mm -hmm. It's not happening. <laughs> oh. So how do you feel about barbecue on your pizza? No. What about no? boots? No, barbecue belongs in a potato. Wait. I'll give you wait. that one. Yeah. Hello? I could do it.
I mean, if you, if get, you get like a good brisket and yeah. it's like nice saucy on a potato, it's pretty good. I mean, I've had it before. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of spuds. Uh, yeah, you're well, like the odd one out on that one. You, do you like french fries? Well, so I like anything that's fried. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Texan. Yeah. It's it's more the crust than it is the uh, the innards. Uh, <laughs> I'll second the, the innards. I second the Why'd barbecue. Why do you say it like that? <laughs>